Hello. Hi. Welcome back to the States. Yes, I'm back from my my overseas mission, my 355 mission. Yes. How was the flight? The flight was... Because <laughs> we don't the, know from the 355. No, but... Okay. I I know how this is going to sound, but I just have to, I just have to say it. I, I it. didn't sit in the steerage. I sat in premium economy. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> Which you is bitch. Not, it's not it's not lie flat it's not it's like okay, it's right. like they give you a little what they do what they allow you to do is sort of get your feet off the ground with a little <laughs> with a little foldable stool almost that's in the brochure we get your feet off the ground that's that's how i would describe it that's i don't think that's the language they use in the literature but uh-huh. it's basically like it's like a lazy boy chair almost. Okay. Where you're well, not gonna be able to go flat, but you you do get to stretch out a little bit. Honestly, good for you. You're tall. I'm not. And I know you've had a flight from hell before. So you probably have a little hell. bit of And the thing with flying from flying to Italy or flying to Europe from the East Coast, I feel like you you always think that all the flights are the same. But they're not. Flying to Italy is nine hours, nine and oh a half my hours on the way God. back. Oh, my God. I thought it was like six. See, that's London. Okay, so <laughs> that's right, not. It London. It's London. And then everyone just uses that same metric to <laughs> base London. all their other flights. It's not. It's three hours from London. You go, see, that's London. Yeah, see? That, I'm glad I brought this up. So I'm glad we're getting to the bottom of this. Wow. What's really funny is that I guess and you know, all, all of our society is separated in the classes. But what's really funny about the premium economy is that it's very much like we're going to give you just a little taste of luxury, but of the not, enough, not enough to spoil you. <laughs> so they, yeah. they, one of the things they do on the flight, which is really funny to me, is that they give you a hot towel. And there's nothing more uh, useless on a plane than a hot towel, useless. especially when you're wearing a mask. Because yeah. I don't, I'm like, I guess I'll just wipe my hands with it. Should I wipe I, my eyes? Right. I think like what you're supposed to do is like put it over your face, right? And like sort of yeah. just like... W- but I don't have like... my moisturizer on my person, so I'm not going to do that. Okay. Well, they give you a little toiletry bag. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so you were treated just fucking fine. I was treated fine. You asshole. <laughs> but, but what was really hard was that I don't think the oven temperature was set correctly. When the towels came out, they were so hot. I mean, oh, yeah. almost like I couldn't touch it. Like she was the lady flight attendant... <laughs> Was using tongs. Good for her. Good for her. I, and I'm using my bare <laughs> hands. Your bare scalds your skin. Yeah. I was like, ow. <laughs> That's interesting because I think you're like me where I love like a screaming hot shower. Like yeah. Burn my skin kind of shower. Yeah. So these must have been hot. These were really hot. you have a high hot. threshold. Just, and the thing with the hot towel is you really have to time it correctly because as soon as you open it up and give it a little flap in the breeze, it's cold. Uh-huh. So be fast. <laughs> you have to be fast. I don't know if you've ever been to a sushi restaurant. Never. Um, really? No. Obviously, I've been to a sushi restaurant. Oh, okay. Because I, I asked that, and then I was like, what wait, we, 12? what? <laughs> Do they give them to you in sushi, and they flail them out. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're hot. They're cold instantly. It's that instant. was a scene in Spy, remember? When when she, when she they have the, the towels, and they pour the water on it, and she eats it. <laughs> yeah, she eats it. I need to see that movie again. Yeah. Um, guys, I told Steven I was going to bring this up. If you haven't seen the 355, Hold on. it's okay. Not, not seen the movie. You don't need to see the movie. Don't see the movie. I want you guys to go back and listen to our episode. I think it's the funniest work we've ever done. <laughs> Chanel was like, I'm going to make a statement. 
at yeah. the beginning. I said, go I was for like, it. are you cool with that? I said, listen, it's WHM. Like, yeah. Go for it. Go That's for it. It's History Month. Oh, yeah. I needed the reminder. It's still March. It's still March. <laughs> still March. Guys, don't, I know you're nervous. I know you're like, no, I wanted to kind of catch that first. Don't. Just yeah. don't. It just listen was, to our I episode. I was walking through my neighborhood yesterday, and one of the subway exits, they have advertisement space above it. And it's really funny to me when clearly either A, someone has not bought the next month's round of advertising, or the advertiser changer just isn't doing their job. Because there is a 355 advertisement above the Bergen Street G stop that just won't quit. And I'm like... Still it's there. So, it's still there. Yeah. As if as if it's coming any second now, three five five. Uh-huh. I kind of love when they linger. I it's like a time forgotten, a time past. They always linger in the subway stations too. They put up like those sticky advertisements. The sticky ones. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember in college when Will, Harry Potter? Take them? Yeah, and you would peel them off and take them back to the the old apartment for some yeah, decor. It's so funny because I, I don't know why they haven't come up with a better system, but they just put layers and layers of advertisements on top of on each top other. On top of each other, yeah. So, so if you remove easy. one, it just brings the, the, the former one to light. <laughs> Strange. I remember, was it you or was it your like neighbors or something, but somebody pulled a Harry Potter advertisement. From the subway. <laughs> Advertisement. <laughs> Advertisement. It wasn't, no, it wasn't me, but I do remember. Do you I remember, remember someone doing that in college? Yeah. That's one of those things where it's definitely, it seems like a really funny and interesting idea. And then you get it home and you're then like, you're like, what do I do with this? It's disgusting. <laughs> it looks it's like just, shit. It looks like shit. It, it looks it's terrible. Ripped. It's ripped. It's not, it's not yeah. a, a clean break. They were so proud of their work. I don't even remember who it was, but I just remember photos. I remember like Facebook photos of this fucking thing. Yeah. So it's, ugly. It's it's one of those things where you have to you have to pump it up yourself because no one is gonna look at it and be like, Wow. <laughs> you have girls. to be proud of your own work. Yeah, you have to be proud of your own work. Otherwise, no one's you have to be your own cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm working on that. And I'm working on that, honestly. You're working on that. I'm working w- on it. WHM. WHM. happy whm everybody oh man i kind of want we can cut this i want i want you to tell everyone what you were doing in perugia okay we don't have to cut it because i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna handle it respectfully please handle it respectfully first of all it perugia was not one of the destinations (laughs) it was not i had on my recent trip to italy however it was on the way home from another town so okay. I figured it made sense to stop by. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know what's in Perugia, there's almost nothing, nothing there. There's Not a nothing thing. there except, except one historical landmark, which is <laughs> the home where... Well, uh, not allegedly, because I guess she was cleared of it. I want to I wanna not laugh because she's not guilty and has never been. Sure. So she's not guilty, essentially, but... of... No, she's the Amanda not. Knox, the scene of the crime with Amanda Knox was in Perugia. And mm-hmm. it's very easy to find. It's right on the outskirts of town. It's actually a very creepy house. It's right on the hill. It looks very scary. I did not like seeing that on your story. Very scary. Perugia is a very interesting town because it's very, um, like, in the middle of nowhere, right? Like, it's in the countryside. Mm-hmm. And... The town itself has like a university to it. It's it's just like the documentary, actually. It looks just like it. it looks so, just like it. <laughs> I love when that happens. Yeah, but it was it was very interesting to go to the Amanda Knox house. I mean, it, you don't go in like someone lives there, but because oh, so it's not an exhibit. Got it. Yeah, but 
but it, it, it's very much one of those towns where it's like you you would run out of things to do in five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. nothing to do there. And it did remind me of like in college when we would see flyers for study abroad and they would be they would be like alternative towns. Like instead yeah. of going to Rome, you would go to Siena or you would go to Perugia or you would yeah. go to Assisi, which are like these really cute towns on their own for an afternoon. For one second. For yes, one I've second. Been. Right. I've been to Assisi been. one Assisi's, afternoon. There's Assisi's one is church. adorable, but you can walk on every street mm-hmm. in a day. It's like Disneyland versus Disney World. Exactly. Snap of your finger and you're done. But I understand the reference. So it was interesting to see. Now, I will say this. (laughs) There was no one else there taking pictures. (laughs) Just Just you. Just Just you pulling over. It was the off season. So I do wonder maybe in peak time if there's a different Mm -hmm. fluctuating tourist numbers. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's right by a parking garage. I'm curious. What's what's that? I'm curious if like in the summertime, there's Mm -hmm. like a little bit of a showing. Yeah. To take a photo. But, um, yeah, it was definitely interesting to see. And what's also interesting about Perugia is that there's also nothing around it. Like, yeah. you can't get Middle anywhere. nowhere. You can't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I could feel how, if I was her, Amanda Knox, like, you would feel so trapped in this town. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the nearest town is, like, maybe Assisi, and it's, like, 30 minutes away, but... You need a car. Like you can't walk anywhere. I know, and you're a twenty year old college student. Yeah. So it was I'm glad I went for research purposes and then Mm -hmm. you texted me and said, Oh, maybe we should also go check out the Jean Benet Ramsey house, to which I responded, already done. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I wanted to bring this story up because Steven posted the house. Um, on his story, and I okay. know now, that not a soul in got context, it. Though I didn't make a big deal about it. You did I it. Just, you didn't. I just posted the house and said I wake I Y K Y K. Yes. If you know, if you, you know, know, you know. And <laughs> I knew no immediately. Chanel was the only person who understood. <laughs> I knew immediately which, which historical landmark this was. Of course. And I know for I knew for a dead fact that not a soul got no it. One. People were like, no "Oh, one. such a beautiful view." I'm like, view? Like, no. There's, this is a highway. <laughs> Narrow your focus. Like, look at the house. <laughs> so I immediately DM Steven. I guess your DMs were working in Italy. And I'm just yeah, like, I bought, oh. I bought a data package. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, my God. And you're like, wait, do you get it? And I was like, oh, do I get it? Are you fucking kidding me? It? Do yeah. I get it? Yeah. And I just wanted to make the case that our our interests are two overlapping circles. Two overlapping <laughs> Because I was like, okay, here's the thing with the Amanda Knox story. If you if you didn't uh, if you didn't catch it when it first aired, I feel like everyone watched the Netflix documentary. It's it's a pretty recognizable house. Yeah, that's what in I my said. opinion. Yeah, so everyone's dumb. Everyone stupid. Yeah, but yeah, but I but, was telling you that the John Benny Ramsey house is actually quite interesting because it's gorgeous and it's huge. Yeah, you can tell and, it's gorgeous. They had it's money, in, and it's in Boulder, Colorado. It um, it's it's really interesting. They they yeah. they've, they've done some work to it though. You took a little detour in Boulder, is what yeah, you told me. You're like, right. no, I've been. I I had I've an been. afternoon. <laughs> I had there an afternoon. Two famous said, houses in the world. Take me there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to both. So I need yeah, to get that, better at that. I just love a landmark. Yeah, it was, I I definitely thought to myself, okay, you know what I'm never going to do in my life? Come back to Perugia. 
Yeah, so true. This, it's now or never. Same with Amanda Knox. She's not going back. <laughs> Same with Amanda Knox. We have that very in similar. So yeah, so that was that was a highlight. That that in the Vatican, I would say neck and neck. Two highlights. Two highlights of Italy. Mm-hmm. How but, was the weather? You were concerned. You're like, I'm going to winter Italy. Well, here was the weather was actually wonderful. It was in the 50s and 60s, but I will okay. say this: it did get a little breezy, especially when we were in those towns. So it was cold. However, um, as you know, if you go to Italy in the summer, it is I don't know 300 degrees, and you're standing sweltering, sweltering heat, neck to neck, like body to body with people. Yep. fighting for a chance to like look in the Coliseum. Exactly. So this was nice. Like you could just breeze on through to all the major attractions. Nice. It's like an off-peak ticket to an amusement park. You can Absolutely. get on all the rides. Yeah, you could get on the rides no problem. You could get in Jealous. the Coliseum in like two minutes. I love that. And yeah, yeah. the crowdedness. I mean, COVID aside, I just, ugh, sweaty. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing that it was also nice was that like you didn't feel sick like by like being outside. Yeah. I remember I was so hot one day in Rome and I needed like a slushy or something. Yeah, and I went to 7-Eleven. I, I, I waltzed into 7-Eleven, <laughs> got a Slurpee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was complaining with you off air like I don't like Europe. <laughs> Sorry. Because I can't get yeah. iced coffee anywhere. You can't get a freaking iced coffee. Well, okay, that's a good point too because it also elevated like a lot of the experiences, like the eating, like mm-hmm. eating like hot bowl of pasta in the sun was Hits. nice. Yeah. Because it was chilly. Yeah. So it's chill. It was chilly. I, I agree. Like I, I think that when you're there and like you wake up and it's 900 degrees and you have to like sip a boiling little cup of espresso. A little espresso. I'm like, a little oh love is lost. <laughs> yeah, a little love left my soul. Yeah. I remember I would ask for to-go cups for the espresso and they were like, okay. And I would take two, I would t- step two paces out of the establishment and it'd be done. It'd be done. <laughs> I feel like yeah. this was stupid. <laughs> yeah, we did that once and we stepped outside and like no sooner had we stepped outside and I was like, okay, where's the trash? Like, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I did. I went to I was... Sicily and I was like, I really want to carry this out. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. So they gave me a little plastic cup, two paces, done. Yeah, done. Chucked. Done. I'm such a dumb American. And then we went driving for a McDonald's thinking I could get an iced coffee. Nope. Yeah. Really? Espresso counter in McDonald's. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was looking for American breakfast. They were like, <laughs> here's a croissant. Yeah. Oh, I did know that. I went. I, Croissants I, I, everywhere. I took myself to a McDonald's in France once and it was very similar. It was like yep. McDonald's. It was coffee, like a little espresso and like little macaroon things. Ugh, they do a pastry breakfast, which I need like protein man it, it it yeah it is interesting because you're for me like and this was a this was always a big gamble that i take but i need yogurt in the morning yeah, so I need eating a high protein breakfast eating yogurt in europe feels like always such a risk because it tastes so different i'm like Ugh. it's not greek there's no it's way it's not greek. greek no it's that so, sugar yogurt yeah well so i guess what we're saying is that we like to act up in europe and <laughs> you know who else likes to act up Julia Roberts. Roberts. <laughs> in the wedding planner. Not the wedding planner. My best friend's My best friend's wedding. Sorry. <laughs> All these wedding titles, they blur together. All it's these really star vehicles just jumbled in the brain. Yeah. Good segue. I was really looking for it. And yeah, that was perfect. It. You found it. You always do find it. Um, yeah. I'd argue you're pushing for it, but it's okay. But sometimes you just have to wrap it up. You just have sometimes to wrap it up. Sometimes you just have to wrap it up. I took us to Perugia. Perugia. Yeah. 
and yeah. you brought us back to my best friends my best friend's wedding back to chicago <laughs> back to chicago well, we're, which we i start start new york city but we will get to chicago that's what i'm saying i thought it was new york way too until the midpoint of the movie i was like we're still yeah. in new york well, it does start in new york city you're not wrong about that you see you that's news to me i thought okay. we were in chicago this whole time <laughs> no no how, why would she fly to chicago if she lives there you're right you're right she starts in new york it's not um, it's not it's not heavily stated the only thing that we know is that she's a new york times food critic so. shocked shocking <laughs> can you become a food critic at 28 um and i think you could if you knew what you were talking about a really but, famous but she's famous, just a big-haired food critic big-haired so. food critic <laughs> In New York, the big the Big Apple, and she's twenty seven. Let's be honest. In, it's inventive and, and what'd you say? Bold. <laughs> I forget. So the opening song, I'm willing to breeze through that, though it was fun. This and this is a very pro like karaoke movie. It is. But this was my exact problem with karaoke, which is not the problem that Cameron Diaz has, which is, is that it's humiliating. My mm-hmm. problem with karaoke is is exactly this. You have to do the whole song. And like with this intro, I was like... The whole song, every the, verse. I was like, I, the only note I have for the intro is like, okay, I guess Short we're going to listen to the whole song. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, woohoo, love this opening choreography. Two minutes later, I wrote, okay, this is a little long. <laughs> so long i was like wrap it up and i i understood the point like and i've seen uh, set the tone like like every other movie we do in this podcast i've seen it a few times chanel's never seen it chanel's never seen it so it wasn't a surprise that we opened with this i remember that from before but i think what i think the the distinction that i guess are trying to make between these traditional like women like get the man and then you'll be good and then like the the movie itself i understand the difference that they're drawing but i don't know if we needed the whole song and i was like wow they have a lot of credits i guess i don't know right and 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 what they didn't do is and i don't want to knock the performance of the four ladies who were dancing i guess if you will but but they were very one note they they didn't you know there was no arc to their performance no it was the same the full so way if, if there was like a transition like maybe they transitioned through the decades or if they started to like signal that they thought the song was like so messed up and the message was weird then mm-hmm. i thought it would have been interesting but they really just performed it start to finish they just performed a song from start to finish and you're right it's a pro karaoke movie so this makes sense very pro karaoke very pro i so i guess that Ugh. sets the tone the karaoke tone of the movie yes i had a i i won't derail us for very long but i did do karaoke last weekend hate bragging um no, I, it's very I mean, vulnerable that's not bragging that's you hate it's I super hate. vulnerable so i did two duets i i always do duets because i want to bring a partner up on stage yeah. but at the 11th hour 1 a.m i said let's do dancing queen by ourselves to yourself I've, i did it by myself so i did right. a solo so you said that to yourself i said that to myself and then i did it okay. and let's just say it's pretty good no it, it went terribly <laughs> Mm-hmm. I thought the whole club <laughs> would be in an uproar to hear Dancing Queen and everyone would sing along. Yeah. No one sang. It was, yeah. my heart sank. Oh. And I left feeling very sensitive and triggered. And I, I, had, a, I had a bad next day because of it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't. I like even like if people like ever ask me like, oh, what's your go-to karaoke song? They're like, get the fuck out of here. I don't know. But what is your go-to karaoke song? Here's what I did think. I I have thought to myself. What, yeah. What? What would excite me if someone chose a song and sang? Now for myself, because I can't answer that. But if I was sitting in a karaoke lounge bar, whatever, and someone got up to sing, I think I would get the most excited if someone got up and sang Hava Nagila. <laughs> I that to me would be the best karaoke song. I was that's waiting for fun. your punchline. Everyone fun. can get Hava in on it. Nagila. <laughs> I thought right? you were gonna say "Call Me Maybe" by Carly Rae Jepsen. Which would be fun. But I would rather just hear the original. Hava Nagila? No, of Call Me Maybe. Oh. There, Carly Rae Jepsen did a cover? No, I thought you said that... Oh, you would rather choice... just hear Carly's version. Correct, of Call oh, okay. I don't want to hear... Anytime I hear someone do karaoke, I generally like the original better. So oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> duh. Okay. Whatever. I just thought it would be like really. I thought Dancing Queen would be like a bring the house down, and yeah. it was upsetting. No one cared. I couldn't hit the high notes. Oh. I was starting Oof. to panic on stage. Yeah. Um, well, that's just, the problem, right? The song has to go to its natural conclusion. And that's where I felt. That's where I felt the the perils of this opening. The whole yeah. song is too much. Just a thirty second cut. And here's the thing. Here's the problem: is that even if you are good at singing then that just gets people even more angry. Because if yeah. you're really good and you're up there and you're just like really killing it. I remember I was at a karaoke bar one time and someone and this girl got up there. She acted all innocent, but she knew exactly what she was doing. They and always know. They always yeah. know. And she brought a guy good. up and they, they clearly planned this. And they're like, um, I guess we'll, she's like, I guess we'll sing Shallow. And of course <gasps> they do a really good job. But it made, it made everyone <laughs> I so guess we'll sing shallow. turned off. Because yeah. it was like, don't, treat us like fools you two knew exactly what you're doing you've been planning this for months and and we're not fools so yeah you can't take karaoke seriously and i i broke my cardinal rule i took it seriously yeah Yeah, and i was wounded and i think that the one thing that the movie does get right about karaoke is that really the perfect the perfect way to do karaoke is what cameron diaz does which is you have to be just bad enough that it's funny, but not terrible to the point where it's like, ow, 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 ow. Yeah, or Stop. like unrecognizable. It's like, we right. know the song, and you're endearing. You're she, endearing. And she's so endearing. Yeah. But, okay, so that's, that's right. the first so, two minutes. Opening's and then, long. We've, and then we've we slogged cut. through the first two minutes in a tight eight. Right. So we cut to <laughs> we cut to another scene where we're at a restaurant. Yes. And there's a lot of pressure in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Get it right. A lot, a lot of sweat, sweaty, um, sweaty kitchen. It, not just get it right. The The manager of the restaurant informs us that there's a VIP client at a table. And he says to the chef, um, he says something really casual. He just says, I'll kill your whole family if you don't get this right. Very casual. Very casual. I've heard it before many times. <laughs> I've heard it before. Yeah. Then, That's how I move. Yeah. And he's like cooking steak tartare, a dish that doesn't require cooking. It's just <laughs> raw. <laughs> a, little so. sear, a little sear action. <laughs> So they serve the food to none other than big-haired food critic Julia Roberts. Yep, yep. And she says she delivers her review before eating it. By the way, she goes. I know she uh, barely tasted she goes, it. My write-up will be this: it's inventive and interesting, something like that. Yeah, I'm like, okay, you took one lick of this meat. 
and that's right. it. You didn't even eat the the accompanying. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't, she, she didn't eat it. And um, yeah. what was interesting about her role as a food critic is that, you know, we we don't know that much about this woman, but what we do know is that she's a food critic, and it just didn't really seem to inform her character. Yeah, it didn't really come back in in not one time. Right, like not what at would the you wedding reception. Food critic would be like judgmental, yeah, kind of ornery, yeah, a little uptight, <laughs> very, very methodical. She's none of those things. Also, fun for a wedding film when you know they're planning the weekend. She can be like, "Oh, this is disgusting. This food right? tastes like, terrible." Where was the food gags that come back later? Yeah, where was the ratatouille of it all? Like, why Please. didn't Cameron Diaz take her like wedding cake tasting? That yeah. was the scene we were missing. Yeah. <laughs> I think with these star vehicles, it's very much like um, it's like movie in a bag. You just yeah. you just pull out a tile and it says a career, and then you pull out a tile and it says how old she is, and you pull yeah. out a tile and it's like gay best friend, female yeah. best friend. Like you're just it's, it was it was very akin to like J Lo being like I think in this movie I'll be a dog walker. Yeah, it was yeah. like it doesn't really affect me, but I think doesn't matter. I, why not? So. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think if anything, she's supposed to be intense, but I think like then she needs to be a mean food critic. Mean she needs food. to be like, this sucked. This is terrible. Right, because then that would have helped us get a better understanding about why she's a truly a real life crazy person. Yeah, because she goes to derail a fucking wedding. Right, she acts up for the whole movie, but in this first scene, I would say that she comes across as normal. Mm-hmm. Like she just... Poised. Poised. Good at her job. She has a, a telephone ripped off the wall that she keeps in her bag. Mm-hmm. She receives <laughs> it's calls very on. Big. Very big. I've never seen a cell phone that big. It was like comedically big. And I know it was 1997. Those, those were phones in, in 1997, but I was cry laughing. <laughs> yeah. And then at the dinner table with her friend George, when she announces that she's 28, and we talked about this before. Choked. It, it made Choked. me sick to my stomach. Sick to my fucking stomach. <laughs> to be older than, like, I feel like when you watch these movies and you're younger than it, you never think you're going to be as old as the character. I was like, oh, I'm not going to hit that. Never. Nope. So to now be older than her Ugh. was... Vom. That was hard to stomach. Hard pill to swallow for me. Yeah. And they're talking about it. First of all, she's 27 because she's not even 28 yet. Right, she's turning twenty eight. She's the, turning twenty eight, and she's like, "I who are you on the?" George's like, "Who are you on the phone with?" And she's like, "My Michael, my <laughs> Michael." And we always agreed that if we had no one by the time we're twenty eight, we're gonna get married. And I was like, "Oh, yeah." I I don't even have a suitor. <laughs> right. It's there are no takers. <laughs> no takers yet. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. It's kind yeah. of you. Yeah. It, it it begins. With this promise that she's going to get married to this guy, Michael, that I guess they've made before. And oh, and this, is, this is where I really had a big problem with the title, which is that, okay, the title is My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm-hmm. Michael is not her best friend. Not her best friend. Not even close. He's, he's an ex. Yeah. They, Who, uh, they haven't spoken in over a month anyway. Like, they don't really make it a priority to stay in contact. Their relationship is not a priority. I was no. <laughs> constantly so confused at how close she thought they were. I'm like, that's right. not your best friend. George is your best friend. George is your best friend. You're confused, sweetie. You're confused. <laughs> and 
That's yeah. and once you understand the title is wrong, then you're able to see that these characters are are ill. Like they're not mentally ill. And by the way, all three of them. Cameron's Cameron's a little loony too in the movie. The yes. only normal person is George. George, and she's she's lucky that George puts up with her. Oh my god, yeah, I would run if I was George. Yeah, yeah. I guess I would just keep her around. I guess if you want to go to some fine dining restaurants for free, but I was I was consistently questioning. Um, I go, I need to rewatch the first twenty minutes of this movie. How close are these friends? Like, how yeah, it's does one of those she things, not like you know? said at the beginning where it's like, we'll just pull this out of a bag and tell the audience yeah. and they will just, they will eat just it, Eat it, it up. Gobble it up. Yum, yeah. yum, 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 yum. Because all, <laughs> Best their, all their memories that they like hearken back to throughout the movie are never like, oh, remember that time we did this and it was platonic? It was always like, remember that steamy night? That sexy in night. Mexico? And he's like, I'll never forget. Like, That's, That's the other best thing. Best friends talk. They had, in the beginning, she establishes, she goes, we had a really sexy month. Yep. We had one month. She literally says this. We had one month. She said they had a really hot and heavy month. And then yeah. she was like, I got to go. And he goes, the saddest part is I've just lost the best friend I'll ever have. And she was like, same, let's be best friends. Yeah. You had a month. A and month. now nine years of friendship, but you're so close mm-hmm. that in one cell phone call, he tells her, I'm getting married on Sunday. Yeah. And it's like Thursday. And he's like, I right. need you there. Ah, oh, man. Keep in mind, he's been trying to contact her for, for weeks and- Oh, okay. She, and she's too busy or something. Being right, a food but I critic. think that 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 also adds to your case, which is that they're not friends. They're not. Friends. <laughs> it's not my friend. Not her friends. I did. It did make me laugh. And this is where we first see that she's a real life crazy person. Is that is that he says, "I'm getting married this weekend," and her response is, "Isn't that a little irresponsible to take time off of work?" Yes, yes, yes. And he goes to get married. <laughs> Oh, that that did that did make me laugh. Because, that one landed. Yeah, but that so she's great. she's she's all fired up because he's going to get married to what we find out is a college junior, and who's only twenty years old. Yeah, and like and, you said, this is this is this is a a weekend movie, right? It's Thursday. They're going to get married on yeah, like Sunday or something. Uh, yes, yeah, Saturday or Sunday. And she has to fly out to Chicago immediately. And I thought this was interesting. We see her with, and we see it a lot in the movie, she's she's never without a cigarette in that mouth, yep. that Julia. Yep. I was like, oof, 97, baby. She's she's stress smoking. So. I, I wrote, I wrote love a stress cig. Yeah, she's, she's stress nice. smoking. Now, I, this is where I do, I can understand that you were confused where they were or whether or not they were in New York City. Because there are no like significant shots of New York City. And even when they're driving to the airport, it's very strange because I don't, it looked like an LA airport the way they were showing it. Because neither JFK nor LaGuardia have a runway that go over the highway like that. Like it was, <laughs> it, it didn't seem correct. Yeah, they're driving and there's a plane just. Yeah, I was like, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't in think the that's road. The way, I don't think, maybe, I don't know. So. She's We're getting like, bogged down in logistics. Yeah. But she's she off to Chicago. Hops off to Chicago. Short flight, by the way. Oh, I love New York to Chicago. It's, it's like two hour. It's great. Yeah. Sorry for the yawn. <laughs> yeah. She she gets off and then um Cameron like 
attacks her. <laughs> yeah, she finds her BFF in the airport. Yeah. Um, they both have a lot of teeth. And Ooh, then Cameron... So many teeth. So like many double teeth. the amount of teeth. <laughs> double. And you're right. Cameron Diaz is there and... <laughs> it's awesome. We're supposed to hate her. You but know, no way. Or Juliet's supposed to hate her. Yeah. But immediately we fall in love with Cameron Diaz. Because yes. she's so cute and so charming. And... She attacks her. Attacks her. And I think this was intentional in the movie. And I really liked it because... What the movie never did is it never, ever tried to defend Julia Roberts' actions. I didn't think. And yeah, I like no. that. Like, they never tried to, like, give you a sentimental backstory for her or or, or try to explain away her terrible, terrible behavior. It, like, continues to allow her to disappoint us with her behavior starting, starting now. So I really like that. <laughs> starting now. Right. You're right. Yeah. And if anything, you've pointed this out before, George is the only sane person in the whole movie. Yeah. So um, he's constantly just making a case for, babe, like, just tell the truth. You're acting insane. And yeah, and he's not even defending her, which is nice. Because like normally you might get a best friend being like, oh, you know, it's fine. You're love struck. You're love sick. Nope. Yeah. Nope. But yeah, Cameron is so goddamn endearing, so charming. She makes it work. Yeah. Immediately... Will you be my maid of honor? She's Very like, my funny. Previous, my previous maid of honor shattered her pelvis on spring break. So <laughs> yeah. I need and then a the new other one. two are like her two like kooky cousins who are a trip. Those who women are, a, are trip. a trip. But it was so cute because she was like, "Listen, I don't need to have met you." George said that you're an important person in in his, in his life, life. So yeah. I think you should be a part of the wedding. It wasn't coming from a place of malice. It was actually no, really sweet. cute. It was so cute. <laughs> And um, when they get in the car and Cameron's driving, it's amazing, amazing work. Amazing so work. So fun. <laughs> Talk about informing us of her character. She's she's hazardly driving, but no one gets hurt. No one gets and hurt. And she has a cute little BMW convertible, and she's zigzagging through Chicago traffic, I guess. And good for um, her. Yeah, you really, you really fall in love with Cameron really quick. Immediate. Yeah, she's just the best. Um, I lost a really good tweet about Cameron. It was something like, um, every 10 minutes a star dies or like a star, a bit of stardust falls or whatever. And somebody sub like someone quote tweeted and wrote, her name is Cameron Diaz. No. <laughs> it's, it, it was it's, about like Cameron just like quitting acting because she's so good. She's so good. She's and so she's good. a really good foil for, for Julia Roberts in this movie. Yes. Um, and then immediately, like, we we don't have that much time, so we have to start doing, like, wedding prep. And... Shot out of a cannon. Shot out of a cannon. And we are we are immediately getting wedding dresses. And Cameron is telling Julia that she's special. She's, like, the maid of honor. So she, that's why she has to wear this, like... Special color. Special color dress. It didn't look that bad. I mean, it looked exactly what I would expect someone in 97 would wear to a wedding. Yeah. But she didn't look terrible. Like, Cameron Diaz is not putting her in, like, an offensive No, she's putting dress. her in something nice. I think that in 97, that was supposed to read as nice, right? I'm yeah. I'm not off no, saying I don't, that. We're not supposed oh, to okay. read it as, like, she's doing her dirty. Hideous. But yeah. As she's it's changing, not monster-in-law. No, it's not monster-in-law. As she's changing, her and Michael, or Julie Roberts and Michael, are in the changing room. Yeah, and he, and he catches her. In. He catches her changing, and I was like, those <gasps> two people 
need to need jail time because he was like, you look really good. Yeah. that I was like, this, this is really inappropriate. She's like in a bra. He walks in. She like immediately goes to cover up. And he's like, I've seen you more naked than that. And she's yeah. like, excuse me. You're getting married. Yeah. And he goes, you look really good without your clothes on. And I was like, oh. Terrible. Michael. And then she's on the phone with George and she just goes into the receiver. She's toast. Yeah. <laughs> Slams it shut. Or I don't know if that was the exact line. But no, she's she like, does. She doesn't stand a chance. She does say something like that. And... I it guess works. Well, I, the plot coming together now is that she's going to fully throw the wedding and she's going to get him back for herself. Mm-hmm. And not something I normally th- pick or see from Julia Roberts, like a ruthless above all else. My wants, my needs, like meanie kind of because you, we've talked about it. She's crazy in this. She's acting. She's really acting up. Terrible and- behavior. Right. And it, it's just, it's a really interesting role because the, the the script doesn't give her any leeway for us to think that she has any right to do this. Like when you hear the plan, no one watches it and goes, oh, that's a good idea. Like you, you're immediately <laughs> like, no, Yikes, why babe. are you doing that? Like they yes. seem like a really good match. Yeah. <laughs> you need to chill. But you need to chill. And then... I, so then Cameron Diaz and her are going to like a a celebration on the top floor of a hotel mm-hmm. and they take the elevator up and as soon as people get Love out, this. Cameron slams the emergency stop. I was like, yes, so funny. And she, what did she say to her in the scene? She says, uh, well, that's the moment where I thought, okay, can't wait to get 90s on this. And this is the moment where they're going to establish their mortal enemies. Right, that's what you think is going to happen. That's what you think. So Cameron slams the brakes on and I go, oh no. This is the point in the movie where the two women want to kill each other. Right. Where Cameron's like, I know who you are. I know yeah. what you're doing. I know what you're playing at and you're not yeah. fooling me for one fucking second. Right. But no, Cameron just stops the elevator to just tell her how much, like how excited she is. Yes. <laughs> it's really good. I didn't she write does. anything specific down. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's exactly right. She's... She's just excited to have her. She's there. excited to have her get in her face. And Julia's going, how how are you in an enclosed elevators? And Cameron is not listening. No. And it's a very funny bit because. And then yeah. that, that was the point where I was going to ask you, Stephen, how are you in an elevator? I would. I I actually always take the stairs in my building. Oh, okay. I don't, I'm only on the sixth floor. But I, I only really. Only on the sixth. Only on the sixth. Just on the sixth. Of nine. But um, I usually take the stairs anyway. But. I've never been, I've never been like trapped in an elevator before. So, um, I think I I would have a really hard time with it. I'm okay with enclosed spaces, but I was just wondering if this moment was a little triggering for you. (laughs) I didn't, I wouldn't want to be in there, but I, if I had to be trapped in an elevator with anyone, I think like a really sunny Cameron Diaz would be a good person. That's fine. Maybe with some Aveline wine, whatever she sells and. And her like lemon linguine pasta from her cookbook. Right. And yeah, it's gut health. That's what it is. Oh, so Plug. she, so they they go to the, like this brunch thing, cocktail hour, or something. And again, Julia looks more and more like a fool because if anything, Cameron's family just seems really nice. Yeah, they're sweet. They're sweet, but they're also billionaires. We find out, mm-hmm, which makes me hate them. We right, they're billionaires who own, own the, the Chicago White, White, Sox White Sox and other ventures 
mm-hmm. apparently. Unclear. And so they go to this thing and they she meets their family and their family ends up being really charming. Mm-hmm. And um, then after that, I think she starts to realize that Julie Roberts is like, okay, next step is I'm going to make this, this like, I'm going to bully her out of this relationship. Yeah. Got to switch up my tactics. Yeah, I'm going to switch it up. So they go to a bar and... Mm-hmm. And it's a... It, it's a karaoke bar. Karaoke bar. Karaoke bar, nonetheless. Only I'm, and... I'm not happy with karaoke right now. We're not friends. Yeah, it's... Oh, wait, before this, this is a really short scene, but I have to mention uh-huh. it. Because before this, they actually go to a White Sox game. And oh, yeah, Josh it's Julia quick. Roberts is there. And she is, I mean, they should show is she this the at waitress? waitressing. <laughs> exactly. They should show this at waitressing school. I wrote this down. The way that she handled that tray. She's got a platter of a lot of incredible, cups. Incredible. She she was going up and down steps. She was twirling. Yeah. And none of those cups fell. Not a one. I was one. like, who told her to do that? Did, did Michael say, can you get the drinks? <laughs> Right. I was like, okay, was maybe that... she should have just been a waitress the whole time because... Yeah, not a food critic. Not a food critic. Yeah. So um, anyway, that scene was just weird because she's being so inappropriate in front of Michael with all of these like old men there. Yeah. And she's like being really flirty and she's like, I've got moves you've never seen. And you've never seen before. <laughs> and she's in like a hip. belly shirt. <laughs> and she's acting she looks up great. the crowd. And right, because this is the this is where she's like, okay, what I'm gonna do is like I'm gonna get everybody on my side. That doesn't work, and now she's gonna go to the karaoke bar mm-hmm. and she's gonna bully Cameron Diaz into submission, humiliator, humiliator. Right. And initially, Cameron Diaz is like, okay, I don't want to sing, like not my thing. She's yeah. setting a boundary, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Julia Roberts is like goes along with it when Michael is like, no, Cameron Diaz, you should sing, you should sing. And then Julia Roberts is like, no, she said she doesn't want to sing. Give me the mic. Yeah. And then when Julia gets the mic, she's like, please enjoy the vocal styling of Cameron Kimmy. Diaz. <laughs> Kimmy. I was like, okay. I was like, you bitch. So rude. You and there's bitch. a difference. Uh, we learned about this in elementary school. There's a difference between positive bullying and negative bullying oh positive really bullying thought it was like, all just bad <laughs> i think it is i think, I think this it's is all out, bad out, this is outdated framework but yeah. positive bullying is maybe when a peer bullies you into doing something that actually is good for you yeah and then negative bullying mm-hmm. is what you, traditionally you think of now i think that binary has kind of gone away and it's just all bullying but i said this yeah. is negative bullying because yeah. this is this, this is, is negative she doesn't want to do and it's she's bad. being forced. Right. I felt so bad for her in this moment. Oh my goodness. And they it just did. kick off a song. I'm like, how do we even know she knows it? Not a well-known song, by the way. Oh yeah, I had didn't clock it. And this was one of <laughs> didn't the even first write it down. one of the first audible laughs that I had during the movie was when Cameron <laughs> starts and you just hear someone in the crowd just go, You suck. <laughs> it's very classic 90s. <laughs> it was really um amazing though to watch as Cameron Diaz gets the crowd on her side. Yeah. And it's a little slow see, burn, but they slowly see, they like, come the, along. You're right. And you see the color drain from Julie Roberts' face <laughs> as she realizes that her plan has has like backfired again. It's nice. She really does kind of get what's coming to her a bunch too, which is yeah. fun. In yeah. a very real way. Like in a socially yeah. real way. I did write down this is what mental strength is. 
Like I, I wish like what Cameron Diaz has. I was like, I don't think I would have been like, I wouldn't have the mental strength to go through to go with along it. with it. Yeah, it's very Elle Woods. It's very yeah. Um, Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde. It's just like, oh, you're gonna make fun of me. Well, I'm just going to act like it was on purpose. Yeah. So nice. Julia strikes out again, and this is this is like the that's so Raven rule, which is whatever if you want something to happen the more you interfere with it the less it's going to happen that's that's the episode that's 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 what happens in every episode of that's so raven right it's true the more she meddles she basically right. makes it happen she like and makes the, the negative end of thing every happen. episode of that's so raven she's always like oh if i just would have done nothing <laughs> i'm like okay good luck good luck next episode where you do the same thing over again in our star vehicle handbook we need yeah. to have the that's so raven rule yeah the that's so raven rule that's what this is this do is the nothing. that's so raven rule just or do reap the negative consequences because i really do think though that if she would have done nothing what would have happened probably yeah. is that cameron diaz's father would have eventually gotten frustrated with him and wanted him to join the 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 business on his own and probably would have messed it up but yeah. because she pushed 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 Mm-hmm. it it um it didn't work out for her so so fun so fun that's so a raven rule take that one rule. <laughs> and then julia's You're like welcome. okay let me let me reset for the high score my next tactic will be i'm going to ruin him professionally <laughs> at her yes expense and this and is this where is i got where confused about the plot <laughs> it is confusing because all that we know about um, what's her name? Cameron Diaz's family is that they're billionaires and they own the Chicago White Sox, mm-hmm. which seems like the perfect home for a sports writer, by the way. And perfect. So, so she says. So Cameron Diaz and Julia Roberts are sitting down, and Julia Roberts says, "Listen, his career is going nowhere. You don't want a vacation in Sedona, Arizona, at, mm-hmm. at spring training. Like, you need to get him a job with your father's company because yeah. he's a loser. You don't want to be around a loser." Blah, blah, blah. And Cameron's like, good idea. To which I also said, actually, not a bad idea. Not like, too bad. Not too bad. Not, not too, too bad. bad. It's like, you know. <laughs> and also, yeah. And also, like, what is she going to do for work? It, it seemed like we should all, it seemed like everyone should just go into the family business. <laughs> it's a good it business. Like get a job it's a there. really good business. <laughs> Owner yeah. of the White Sox. Owner of the White Sox. And it seems like it's an investment company. They have their hands in many pots. It seems like they're, they're, he could have found a comfortable home. Growth opportunity, growth opportunity, job security, yeah. as long as they stay married. Right. So Julia yeah. Roberts is like, this is a really good idea. I was confused and, at the plan. I wrote that there. I wrote, what's the idea? Get him to change jobs. Basically bully Cameron yeah. Diaz's character into asking yeah. well, her fiance to change here's jobs. Why, here's why you're confused. Because in the scene, <laughs> what it sounded like is she was saying to Cameron Diaz, you should leave him because he has no career aspirations. Yeah. It was like, you don't want to be with this loser. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't sound like you should get him employed at your father's company. Yeah. That's why I was very confused by what the plan was. It is confusing. Because in the next scene when she has to go execute the plan. Right. And Julia Roberts shows up for the dinner. And at this point, I feel like I'm like, I think we've had more dinners than days between Thursday and Saturday, but that's fine. Yes. Too many meals. So we're at a dinner with some meal, brunch, breakfast, something, and Cameron Diaz lays down her plan, and Julia Roberts is like, you should listen, and he 
And in this moment, I was confirmed he's emotionally immature. And yeah, he's, actually he's a really monster. He's a monster. He f- he flips out too hard. He flips out on her, and he's like, he's like, you need to start being honest for one second. Yeah. I was like, whoa, the I'm way like, he uh-oh. flipped out on her was really gross. I was like, what's going on behind closed doors of this relationship? Exactly. You're doing that in public? Yeah. What's going on at home? Yikes. I was so, like, that's the point where I said, this is going to fall apart. Julia Roberts is going to win. And then she's just going to feel bad about it. I know. But and like, she's going to win. Wanted Cameron Diaz to like stand up and be like, are you insane? Like, see you so, later. Yeah. But she doesn't. And this is a weird scene because she... She immediately starts to cry and she starts to beg for him to come back. She just takes it back immediately. She's like, we've already... And it was this uncomfortable. Was a... He had just yelled at her. He had like just that. yelled at her. It looked like stuff was going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about this relationship. But she does kind of redeem it in one line. She goes something like, we'd already talked about this. Yeah. We'd already discussed this possibility and I said it was fine. Yeah. And I reneged and hit this reaction makes sense because yeah. we'd previously agreed that this is the idea and then i went back on it so she kind of she kind of tries to make it okay she does but But i think his reaction uh, was scary his reaction was scary and like 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 we were just saying her suggestion was not insane like she wasn't telling him that he needs to quit his job and never work and never have a career she was just offering him a better job i didn't she kind of she was saying like your dream isn't worth it yeah. Go with daddy's money. And yeah. was there like an angle? Uh, I feel bad. I probably should have looked into it. Was there an angle where it was like she didn't want to quit school? So Well, that comes out later because what okay. we know so far is that she's a junior, but she's not going to go back to she's finish not her architecture degree. Yeah. And Julie Roberts is like, don't you don't need that? architecture firms really value a degree? Yeah. And Sweetie. Right, but you but we do find out in the third, like last third of the movie that her actual desire is to finish her degree. Um Yeah, and I felt bad. But okay, so right, so they reconcile, he forgives her for nothing, and she mm-hmm. grovels. She's to like him. sorry and foiled again. Foiled Julia. again. However, on the way out, there's another event, like there's there's like a brunch or something the next day or something like that. And Julia Roberts. Another meal. <laughs> another meal. Where we like don't that. get fruit, food critic Julia. Yeah. Another right. opportunity. But, but before that, Cameron Diaz is like, yeah, I have to go home and get ready for it. And Julia Roberts is like, okay, great. See ya. And she shuts the car, the car door. And she's like, I'll stay with Michael if that's I'll okay. stay with Michael. Yeah. And poor Cameron's like, sure. No problem. Kimmy is so trusting. She's so, so trusting. Because she's like, come back with me. And Julie's like, okay. And then she's like, no, you should stay with Michael. Okay. Bye. See ya. And they Peace. stay out together, which I wrote down. I just realized I've never been to Chicago. And then they... You will love Chicago. <laughs> it's phenomenal. They, they either take the subway or they just they sit on the sit steps. on the steps. They <laughs> don't take the subway. They eat, they eat a hot dog. Yeah. And they good screen eating, yeah. And these two, these two professionals are like, oh, I just, I just don't want to sell out. I'm like, you're a food what? critic for the New York Times. That's a sweetie. That's a sellout. You sold out. <laughs> you sold out, sweetie. I wanted more like her eating the hot dog and him like lightly ribbing her like, oh, how is it, Miss Food Critic? And she could be like, mm, yeah. Or dirty. you know what? What I was expecting is that okay. If they're best friends and they're really in tune with each other, I would have also expected <laughs> him to be friends. like, be like, 
I know what you are doing. Yeah. Like, please stop. But but they're 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 so good friends that they don't recognize each other's behavior. And <laughs> there's a lot of ignoring like, of very blatant behavior. Very blatant. So it was weird because they're having this very normal thing after this <laughs> this this very heated dinner that was only put in motion by her, and yet there's no recognition on his part that maybe she's acting up. I know. Even the karaoke thing, um, she pushes the song onto her, and then Michael just like falls in love with Kimmy again, yeah. and her like beauty at, at the song. And I'm just like, isn't this the point where Michael says that was fucked up, Jules? Julianne. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But so anyway, we trudge home. on. They trudge on. She goes home. She drinks a lot that night because mm-hmm. she's like super annoyed. Mm-hmm. And I guess she had called George the night yeah. before and he ends up showing up in the morning because she needs reinforcements. She overslept with her face mask on. She's hungover, but George is there to help. And he gets that mask off her face. Yeah, they scrub it off. And yeah. this was really good because finally we have a, a like a breath of fresh and a sane person. George um is going to be her fake fiance and as a way to make him jealous this is now her her whatever 19th attempt of breaking up the wedding Mm -hmm. and poor Cameron Diaz is so excited because when she finds out that she has enough fiance she's like she's so excited for her and she's just like (laughs) she's like this is the best news ever yeah and I just have um that, that was when they were in the suit shop, right? And she's suit like... shop and then they go to the church. But yeah, yeah it's the same and conversation. George is basically saying like, tell him you love him. Come on, like be an adult. Be a real human. Just tell him, tell him, tell him. And Julia goes over and I guess says, this is my fiance, George. Yeah. And um, to get George out, she does go, oh, he's not staying long. He's racing back to New York. He just came here to fuck me. <laughs> For a few hours. And then For he goes, it, it takes a few hours. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, and then they end up at like lunch again, another meal with her, with her family. Yeah, they're at and like George. a seafood boil restaurant. And yes. Where they, where they put the seafood on the table. And I just thought, I, this is where I was like, okay, is this where billionaires eat? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think this is where billionaires eat. I don't know. I think I'm a big old dum-dum and the most American theater go- goers are big old dum-dums. And we're just like, seafood. Yep. Expensive. Expensive. So, <laughs> so steak and lobster. Yep. Yeah. This was a great scene because George regales everyone with the story of how they met. I was so excited for this moment. I thought it because I, I like I've mentioned I've never seen this before. I thought it would be a tag team, like the proposal. Right. Where they would finish each other's sentences. Yeah. About how but they no. met. But no. No, no, no. He says that he first met her. In a mental institution. In a mental institution. <laughs> Which would make sense. Which would make sense. For her behavior. Exactly. He's like, he's like, I saw her first breezing through the doors of the electric shock therapy room. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But also I'm like, okay, maybe this is true. Because it she's could be really true. acting up. Yeah. And so George wows them with the story. And D- Dion Warwick was there. <laughs> Dion Warwick was there. And I looked in her eyes, and he they they launch into a full restaurant, say a little prayer, karaoke movie. Yeah, this is a movie about karaoke. This is a movie about karaoke, 
And right. It's this is like obviously the most like famous scene in the movie where they're all singing a say a little prayer at the say table. Say a little prayer for you. And it's really good. <laughs> it is really good. Um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot more fun than the sweetest thing where we get a restaurant song. Oh, I'll just say that. Another nasty. Cameron movie. So so it's and charming. He, he yeah. calls her a siren, <laughs> which I thought was good. Very funny. Um but George helped lighten the mood and but yet and to your point, he says to her, listen, like, if you feel this way, just go and say something to him. The worst that he can say is, no, I'm in love with Cameron Diaz, and then mm-hmm. you move on. But all of this, all these hijinks are getting out of hand. Yeah. And she's real mad at him, by the way, after this lunch. And I just wrote, is she really mad at George for making the lie believable? <laughs> and he helps because at yeah. the car after or before, he tries to put his arm around her and she's like actively pushing him off yeah she's like get off me get off me (laughs) so anyway so then afterwards she's like nope i'm gonna give it another go and they're on a ferry and they do do a a really romantic date weird again how they had time for the two of them to take a ferry ride and just share their feelings and this is where things did get dangerously close to like i guess them saying that they both felt for each other i was i was thinking this is the i love you moment and that's for and both that's of what them. it gets really close to but 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 they don't do it and instead yeah. they dance to a romantic dance and it's just weird because i'm like you're getting married in a day you are acting so inappropriate i was like would you yeah. even want to marry this guy? this isn't the bachelor weekend buddy exactly okay? it's like hometown visits with three girls it's it's very strange yeah, they're on, and it's the movie takes pains. It's very romantic. There's a lot of like close up, lustful looking, bre- like breathing each other's air. Romantic songs. Romantic songs, dancing. Little kids on the ferry look on. Yeah. In awe at, at yeah. their love. I was like, wow. I'm like, someone at the wedding could wow. be on this ferry. They're going to be watching this and be like, what is going on? I, I kind of wanted to see Michael Duck a little. I did kind of <laughs> want to see him look over his shoulder, left, right. 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 But he's secure this whole time. Big old dumb, dumb Michael. He's like, I'm not, doing nothing wrong. He's not seeing any of this inappropriate behavior. And it's like he's wearing blinders because right. he loves her. I was expecting them both to be in love at this point. I just wrote down that, you know what, Cameron Diaz really deserves better. So this is really sick. She does. This is sick. And then, once again, we're on to plan 987. She's now just going (laughs) to get Michael to lose his job, and we're going to blame it on Cameron Diaz. And then that'll that'll do it. So So mean. So she goes to the family HQ Uh and finds Daddy Dearest. Finds Daddy. Very nice man. So nice. She lies. She says, can I use your office to make phone calls? Lie. And believable, she, believable lie in 1997, though. Absolutely. You don't Loved want to pay it. long distance from your hotel. No. So she goes on to his computer, no password, and she opens up his email. Email. <laughs> and email. It's really funny. And I, I know they knew better, but I guess this was a, a time where most people still didn't have AOL because yeah, when she, when I was she wondering writes, that when she writes the email she writes it like a letter she goes yeah, dear out loud <laughs> dear okay, Michael not, no but not dear. just that no email address she just writes like Bill Erickson yes sport head of the 
sports writing magazine. Yes. And I'm like, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Hope it gets there. <laughs> and, it's like carrier pigeon. <laughs> yeah. And she she dictates this letter, which is funny because she had already pre-written it. So it was yeah, it was written in it was handwritten, and then she just resays it, which is transcribes nice. it out loud. Yeah. Um, and you would never so she, want to have to retype it, so she saves it for later. Yeah, she she almost sends it, and then she goes. She's like, she clearly feels a pang of guilt because she knows yeah. if she sends it, he's gonna lose his job. Mm-hmm. So then she goes, save for later, save for later. That's what I say. I'm saving it for later. I'll later. I'll save it. And it's like she clicks save for later. I'm like, what is that doing? Are you gonna come back? And then at this point, I said, okay. Now we are somewhere else. This is this is mail fraud. We're, yeah, we're is, towing something this, legal. This is criminal. Now we're, <laughs> we're getting into felony territory. That's what I said. I wrote down, I think this might be mail fraud. And I think she might need jail time both for punishment and to cool off. Because yeah, and like defamation for interference. what, she's, what yeah. she's done to Cameron. Yes, Absolutely. it's bad. She's reckless now. But But legally, she doesn't send it. No, she doesn't, she doesn't send, send it. it. She saves it as, I guess, what we would now, now know as a draft. But mm-hmm. it, the button says save for later. And she leaves, but we get we get this clue. He says to his secretary, I've left a few messages saved for later. Could you just send Could them just out? send them for me? <laughs> so funny. Oy, oy, oy. So he sends them. And then I guess she Jeez. has like a pang of guilt late that night. Again, her and Michael are alone together. Um and too much alone time at like it's midnight. inappropriate it's inappropriate she's like i have to get into daddy's office or your new daddy's office yeah and, and the key doesn't work and he's like listen um you can it's the get weekend it Monday babe. morning yeah I've, and i was like as a food critic i don't really know like what kind of papers you would have left there yeah what are you that, doing sweetie that um mail fraud so- are you committing mail fraud yeah, that's what she is doing. She's committing mail fraud, and he just asks in that moment. Like, oh, it, yeah. it's a joke! It's a joke! What are you committing mail fraud? It's not like you committed mail fraud or anything. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's not like you have to stop any anything from going out that can cause mass destruction. Yeah. Sit in that silence. Sit in that silence. So she's like, "Oh darn oh, no!" So they go back to the hotel. More alone time, alone in the hotel room. Right, before they can enjoy their alone time, he's been fired. He's been fired. News gets out. News breaks. And he is pissed. He's like, can I have a moment? And Julie Roberts goes outside and smokes a cigarette in the hallway. Another stress sig, Paul Giamatti. Hi. And yeah, and this is where I did, I did wish that someone actually, this is the first time I wish someone in the movie actually listened to Julie Roberts because she says to him, why don't you have me arrested? I'm a criminal. To which I said, she is. Yes, she is. She's a criminal. Call the police. Ring the police. That's a little bit get... of self-awareness from the, that character. She knows that she did. she's a criminal. She knows that she's a criminal. I yeah. do wonder if she knows that she's actually a criminal and not just like a criminal of the heart, but she's actually a criminal. <laughs> criminal I wish she would have known. But she, I think she knows that this is a bridge too far. But I, yes. then again, I don't know if she does because she continues to push it as the movie goes on. Uh, this is the point where I'm like, it is time to lay down your armor, babe. This is the time to yeah, walk you away. Would, you're we right. Done. Like you, would, you would think that this is the natural climax of the movie. where she, This is where, the come clean moment. Right. And I think she feels some guilt. But yeah, then but it's not. she goes back in the room. <laughs> And he says, 
essentially like, listen, this is it. I This is her fault. She says she didn't do anything, Cameron Diaz. Yeah, Kimmy but, sent the email and it was at her insistence that I be fired. Right. I can't marry her. He's like, the wedding's off. And she goes, I did it. <laughs> Shocked. She's never, she could have, she's never been more happy in her entire life. I did it. And then she goes, so like, do you want to go out for a walk or get something to eat? We can order some food up to the room. Oh my like, God. He's like, no, no, I he's don't. He's like, I want to be alone. Do you mind? I wrote, why don't we take a walk? She's ill. And then. <laughs> <laughs> she is ill. And then we cut to the next morning, which is the brunch. I guess there's there was supposed to be a brunch like the day the the day of or the day before. Again, the, the, the way that this movie works with the calendar is bizarre. But Yeah, it's intense. I guess that this is officially now the day before. And we find out that the brunch has not been canceled because um michael this might even be this. wedding day 6 p.m oh you're right right Maybe it's this the might morning be the wedding of. day you're right um but who actually knows yeah it could be a week before it could be <laughs> the day of she's not even 28 yet <laughs> and he's like listen she didn't call it off so i didn't call it off shocked, shocked. shocking the wedding's still on yeah. yeah it is wedding day and then this is where well, this is where she gets really mad. She gets really frustrated now because she's like, you said you were going to call it off. Like, why didn't you call it off? I gave you a reason to call it off. Yeah. And she pulls him into the gazebo mm-hmm. and she's and... like, Ugh. she's like, she basically says like, choose me. And then she gives him a big old kiss. Yes. Oh, so painful. Like a, the most cringe kiss ever. Yeah. He does not return. Doesn't return. He's like and actively pulling away. And Cameron who's looking Diaz on? Sees. Cameron Kimmy. Diaz. On her yeah. wedding day, no less. Fucked. Up. So rude. So rude. Kimmy sees, and then I did. I did laugh out loud at this chase. I thought it was very funny. Yeah. They Cameron get, they, runs. They begin he a high six game of tag. Yeah, <laughs> it becomes the, the tag. <laughs> and um, as Julia Roberts hijacks a bread truck, another criminal move. Another, another move of a yeah. criminal. Grand Theft Auto. She Grand Theft. Her- <laughs> add it to her rap sheet at this point. Bitch is guilty. <laughs> And this was, okay, this was the time where I legitimately, like, the biggest laugh I had in the movie is that as they're chasing each other through the streets, um, from the bread van, she calls George, who's in, like, an art gallery talk, and she's screaming through the phone. Yes. And I don't know why it made me laugh so hard, but she just says very clearly, I have stolen a bread van. A bread van. (laughs) It's not the first time that she crazy calls George. So funny the way that she just like says it and you know what i did think and this is why i think maybe one of the movies we should do next after this little julia roberts unit mm-hmm. is we should do that emma roberts movie little italy but uh, i need to see that I'm, i would I die think because i did think to myself okay i would you could see emma roberts also like crushing this movie crushing that role she in be many great. ways i think emma roberts could do this role better she does psycho better julia does doesn't psycho. really do psycho because that's that's the one thing that i thought that this movie could have could have benefited from is if we really wanted to do crazy we could have really ramped it up we could have doubled down on crazy and i think emma roberts would have done a much better job agree with you she would have been amazing at especially this. Also, in this when, when i heard her say i have stolen a bread stolen band, I, was like, a bread oh, band. I would really like to hear emma roberts say that line <laughs> it's like a very scream queens like moment yeah. in the movie yeah, exactly i also thought that cameron diaz would have done a brilliant job as that role because she does crazy better yeah she does crazy better um which was it's just fun but the chase is funny 
Um, not the first time Cameron does like a scream fit at George. The time before that, he's he's hosting a dinner party, and yeah. she's just yelling into the answering machine, oh. like <laughs> all her crazy. Yeah. And then everyone at the dinner party just like resumes drinking. Very funny. Yeah. And then d- this time he's at that reading and she's doing it. Exactly. Screaming at him through the giant cell phone. And George, without having much detail, literally says to her, okay, he's chasing her and you're chasing him. Yeah, and who's, who's chasing, chasing you? To which I said out loud, the police. Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like your punchline better. <laughs> I was like, the police, they are chasing her. The cops, the FBI, the police. Homeland Security, Secret <laughs> Service. They are on her tail. The mall cop that saw you take that bread van. Everyone. Yeah, big bread. They are after her. Pepperidge Farms. So, <laughs> this was like, the next scenes were like, kind of like my least favorite scenes in the movie. Because it's a wrap up. So boring. boring. Like she goes to the train station. He initially, he is sad and she finally gives it up and she's like, okay. I'll admit it. I was just doing this because I loved you. Mm-hmm. Or not even love, just like was obsessed with you. I was obsessed he, with that one month we had. He forgives her. And I was like, okay, that's insane too. Because she's she literally almost is like destroying your life. But sure, forgive your best friend. They went with like real love this whole time. Like she really loves him. Like they went with that choice. I'm yeah. almost now coming back to it saying... She should have like maybe admitted she got desperate. Like she was approaching yeah. 28 yeah. and she was like, I was so scared I wasn't going to find someone yeah. that I was clinging to something that never was or something. You know what I mean? Like just like admit you're it desperate. It would have been helpful to have that self-awareness because you're right. Her angle here is that, no, I love you. like I, this was coming from a place of L-O-V-E. Yeah. Like, like I love you, bro. And Julie it, Roberts' yeah. performance is pure love. Like she loves him. Yeah, I think you would have been right. It would have been refreshing if she was like, "Whoa, that's been a this has been a weird few days." <laughs> I don't or even know who like, that chick was. Or if she just sat down next to him on the little bench in the train station, and she just goes, "That was weird." <laughs> <laughs> that was weird, right? This is out of character behavior. Have you seen my twin sister? I heard she's in town. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "Wait, so you?" did meet George in a mental institution and she goes oh yeah that happened it would have been really (laughs) funny so I like the twin line who's that yeah some someone some lady hijacked my body yeah so he's like listen I'm here because this is where I like proposed to her or something yeah she's like I'm gonna go look somewhere else and we found out you we found out from your help that she actually goes to the White Sox stadium and Julia Roberts finds her there in the bathroom with a with a with a room full with of a gaggle of girls, gaggle of girls who are ready to beat Julia Roberts Roost. to a pulp. <laughs> They're gonna kill her. Um, worth noting that Julia's character finds out where Cameron goes by contacting the really kooky bridesmaids. Right. And the kooky bridesmaid number one is like kooky bridesmaid number two got her tongue stuck to the ice sculpture, <laughs> and she goes, "Okay, like blah blah,", blah. and she goes, "It's the it's the David." <laughs> And you just and it just cuts to it and you see where her tongue is stuck and yeah. it's if you know, you know you know if you know you know. <laughs> and then I thought that was yeah, a nice so little gets, Italy reference. Yeah, a little Italy tie-in. Little so Italy. she gets she gets she gets the locale. She goes there. 
Yeah, because I guess when Cameron gets stressed, she goes to games. Hmm? Okay. (laughs) I guess so. I guess that's where I would go too if my family had a box suite. Although I wouldn't be hanging out in the public restroom. I'd probably be like in the suite itself. But Mm -hmm. that's neither here nor there. Woman of the people. That's right. So they they have a talking they have a talking out and Mm -hmm. they come to. I guess I didn't even write it down because it was so not interesting but they come to some sort of resolution i think she's like michael loves you you love him he didn't call off the wedding they're all Um, so ill does she say i sent the email that's the line i'm looking for i don't remember me neither me neither right because one thing we skipped over is that it uh, and this is a small point but the way that cameron diaz gets him back sort of is that she gets to admit that she sent the email and then she forgives, and then she gets forgiven for it. Yeah, wait, what? At the wedding. No, at, the, at, at the brunch thing. Yo, Julia Roberts, Jules admits she sent the email. No, but before that, on um, when they go to the brunch, yeah, he says that she, Cameron Diaz, took responsibility for it. Huh, why? Yeah. She's too good. I think good. she just, like, moved things on. That's what I'm saying. No one's, no one's healthy. So... They end up getting back together, whatever. Then we go to the wedding and... Which is still on. Weird. Still on. It's been a busy day. And they are giving speeches. And the best Mm -hmm. man gives his speech, boring. And then (laughs) Julia Roberts gives her speech, also kind of boring. And... (laughs) Yeah, it's that end of movie wrap up emotional moment. Julia Roberts does it. Her performing in this is amazing. Like I said, she went full love struck though. She's in love with Michael. She was like, I had had a dream last night that someone was trying to break up your wedding. (laughs) She goes, and I woke up and the world is just as it should be. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's sweet. And then I like the, the song. She goes, and I have a little, I didn't get you a present, but I have a surprise for you. Um, here's a song for you and it's on loan until you can find your own. And it's the way you look tonight, which is their song. And it's the song they dance to on the river cruise. So we thought so gross where we thought they were going to like literally hook up and admit they love each other. It's so weird. I, maybe I wanted more from Michael in this movie. Maybe I wanted Michael to just prove he loved Kimmy a little bit more the whole time. Yeah. Treat her nicely. Treat her nicer. Don't make comments about naked julia roberts's body okay yeah it's like like all these movies that we watch it's like this isn't gonna work <laughs> this is not gonna work what's the what's your breakup meter for this two one years max. two years okay i mean i think he's gonna he's gonna enjoy the money for a while and then he's he's gonna he's gonna be over it like and we know they don't have a prenup there's no way I mean, she's 20. Like, the person you are at 20 yeah. is not who you are at 27. I know. I would have honestly maybe picked Jules, Julie Roberts. Yeah, so. You got to go with someone a little your, your own age. Also, he looked 38. <laughs> this, um, so, okay, so they go to the wedding. And this is something that only happens in weddings and movies, but I've never seen in real life. When the, when the couple leaves, like, midway through the wedding... Oh yeah, in regular clothes. Never happens in real life. They don't but they, do that. They leave. They finally like they they share a glance. He comes back, gives her a hug, which is like so inappropriate. Like just leave, buddy. Not for this movie. They leave. Julie Roberts goes back to her table alone, and she pulls out her massive phone from her tiny purse, 
And it's a Hermione purse. It's never ending. Yeah, this did make me laugh because like George says something to her to the effect of like, like, you know, how are the the couple? Like what's going on with them? Mm -hmm. And she says, she's all she says is, I said goodbye. To which I wish George was like, did you kill them? (laughs) (laughs) We got to George's end of the phone call. Wait. Wait. Did you kill them? Did you kill them? Like, she literally, because, like, he goes, like, how is the couple, like, how's the wedding? And, and Julius just goes, I said goodbye. I was oh like, that God. is dark. But turns out Surprise. George George is watching her from afar. He's the actual best friend. Michael, by the way, is not a friend. He's not My, a best friend. Never was. George is a friend. He never is her was. best friend. He's way too nice to her. He showed up at the wedding, and now they're going to just have a good time as the wedding continues without the without the couple, couple. <laughs> i'm like i have a friend who's planning a wedding in may it's too much money to do that you're staying till the end end yeah you're staying till the end i've never seen like, that what? you only see that in movies yeah it's odd they gotta, yeah. gotta get to the honeymoon i mean i could understand maybe a a send-off like that at the end of the ceremony when everyone leaves but then to have the wedding continue I mean, I she she hadn't had time to eat her cake. It was just beginning. George says that he gets on he the phone because we don't know he's there. So yeah, he's like in a he's narrating a moment. He's like a woman in a lavender dress. He does have an accent, right, George? He's kind of like British ish. Um, yeah, thought he did. Yeah, and then British. he's like, "You haven't even touched your cake." And she's like, "Wait, time out. How do you know that? Stop. Are you here?" He's like, he's like "I'm sitting in the car with the FBI. We have you on monitor." <laughs> I'm I'm wanted for questioning. What did you do? Yeah. Let's get our story straight. So she... at, the, at the very least. Yeah. The Grand Theft Auto is a punishable offense in this film. Yeah, I mean that would have been a really funny ending <laughs> to the movie is if she were to get arrested at the wedding. Right? Take her out. That would have been funny. She deserved and, it. And she just gives a, a a final like, all right, fair. I did it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> Emma Roberts would kill this movie. Yeah. And if we had Emma Roberts, we could have pushed the police side because it would have been funnier. Yeah. And I can just see Emma Roberts too. She does like a real mess well. Yeah. Mascara running down her face. Okay. Yeah. I did it. Take me in. Because the one thing that we, and I, I get it's a performance choice. And I mean, this is the end of the movie. <laughs> like, it's the end. Chanel's, Chanel's upset. She's overcome. I have a crazy tickle in my throat. I'm so Ooh, sorry. Tickle. But the one thing that, and I get it was a character choice, but yeah. the the one thing that I think I missed from it is that if we were going to make it funnier, we needed we needed that anger. And we needed it to move beyond what you were just saying, which was that the argument that it rests on true love doesn't work because they're not in love and they're not friends. So <laughs> the better route would be I don't even love you. I just don't want you with her. Like, I want you to myself. And that's where it would have been funnier. Because George could have been like, George could have been like, you don't even like him. Why are you doing this? Yeah, at one point, I think George says, do you really love him or is this just about winning? And I needed so much more of that energy. We need more of that. Because that's what she's doing. Is that it was love. Yeah, the movie is saying, I love him. No. And I think at the very end, I guess she does realize that she, well, I think what they're saying is I think that she, she still, still loved him. Love him. She loves she, him so much. But she much. loves him like a best friend. My and, best friend's wedding. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that it would have been really interesting to really like ramp up like like Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction like level <laughs> competition. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. I felt bad. Like Julia Roberts gives such an earnestly good performance of Love Struck that I'm like, ouch, that hurts. That hurts yeah. so bad. Yeah. I, I can feel the pain in her chest. Yeah. Of I love him so much and he doesn't love me back. He loves someone right. else. Right. It's it's upsetting. It's a sad, yeah. sad movie. <laughs> Yeah, it, it certainly has an ending that is new for for the time. And that's and why you, I like this movie. You yes. walk into this movie and you hear that Julia Roberts is gonna get is gonna try to get back with her best friend. You assume at the end of the movie she's gonna get back with her best friend. They're together, yeah, and they're not. But no, he's not even her best friend. And instead she's <laughs> Plot <in jail>. twist. <laughs> <laughs> I think that because of that. And because of like avoiding those tropes of making the women hate each other, I think yeah. it's a refreshing rom-com. I think it's really uh, 100% well done. I 100% agree. Yeah. I think it's very refreshing. I just wish that they would have pushed some of those elements a little bit further just so that we could have gotten it very clear that there's no there there with these two. <laughs> both in, they're, both they're both kooky. I wrote at one point in my notes, this is how you rom-com. It's unbelievable, but it's not that unbelievable. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's how I True. felt. Yeah, I mean, nothing, there was no, there was no magical realism, let's just say that. Could this movie have used a ghost? Maybe. Maybe. That's what Who's I'm saying, say? her twin sister. I like the twin sister, even if it's just a joke. I like it as a joke. <laughs> I think it would have been a great joke. Who was that? That was my twin. <laughs> my twin. And she like gives him a little like nudge, because they're sitting next to each other at the yeah. bench, and she just nudges him in the, in the shoulder. Right. That would have been or, cute. Yeah, I think there were some areas that could have been pushed further, especially like, with her career or something like that, like with the food critic Ugh, that never cake came is down. terrible. Yeah, she, Again, she does something funny at the. She end. does take a bite of the cake at the end, and it's yeah, bad. But if she, if she loses it, who picked this? Yeah, Kimmy. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So that's that's our that's our fix. <laughs> I I love our rewrites, and on this one, um... I think that the anger and. More self-awareness about the love would have been where I would like to see it rewritten. And I would want to see it redone with Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Okay, so then who's Kimmy? She has to be very likable. Oh, tough. Oh, you want to cast a Kimmy? Yeah, who's Kimmy then? Mm. If Emma Roberts is... Is her name Julianne? I don't even know. Yeah, her name is Jules, right? Jules, Julia... It's all the same. I don't okay. know who a good Kimmy would be. But it's um like a sunny I did think like Cameron Diaz and bad teacher level crazy because she's trying so desperately to get Justin Timberlake in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Cameron could have killed it as Jules in this one. For sure. As well. oh, great idea. Just redo the movie, just have the girls swap roles. Have the girls swap. Swap them. But idea. we needed the waspy blondie blue-eyed look of Cameron right and then Julia is supposed to be alt girl aka big hair big haired food critic big haired food critic a lot of teeth a lot of teeth a lot of teeth a lot of hair a lot of teeth not, in a, this not movie. a lot of food no food no food for a lot of meals no food that's the no tagline <laughs> you're signing up for every every meal you didn't know you wanted to have with these people there you go I would love some well, seafood I think it was a good way to get back in touch with Cameron Diaz and a good way to get back in touch with Julia Roberts. I miss Cameron. We need to get Julia on the channel. Um, (laughs) 
on the channel, LOL, on the pod. Yeah. Julia, if you're a listener, we... <laughs> We're sorry. Admittedly so, we talked about this before air, we recorded two podcasts about Julia Roberts movies and we, we canned them. The first two that we ever did, which mm-hmm. were not released, was Unreleased. Mona Lisa Smile and Eat, Pray, Love. And mm-hmm. they were really just testers anyway, but... Yeah. We just didn't have our vibe yet. We didn't know what yeah. we were doing. Yeah. But now? <laughs> now, now, we, now we really know what we're doing. Now we know what we're doing. Also, I never want to watch Eat, Pray, Love again knowing how long it is. Oh, it's so long. <laughs> it's so, so long. long. Good magical realism in that one, though. Yeah, something. Something's going on there. But... Yeah. Okay. Anyway. That's that on that. That's that on that. Don't forget to like, rate, comment, DM us, find us on social media. Watch us on YouTube. Watch us on YouTube if you want to see those good, good reactions. Listen to our last episode, The 355. I happen to think it's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I repeat. I repeat. I've got a new halter top. I'd like to cut the tags off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Brad quote. Okay. Yes, I understand. All right. Thanks so much, you guys. Bye, Steven. Bye. Bye.